Welcome to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. Did you grow up in the 70s and 80s? Did you rush home from school to watch reruns of The Brady Bunch and The Partridge Family? On each episode of Don't Touch That Dial, three guys who love TV will look back on those days and talk about the shows and stars that made watching television before streaming, DVRs, and even VCRs so special. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Don't Touch That Dial, a classic TV podcast. Well, it's fall, which is a special time for TV, but for sports fans, fall means one thing and that's football and today we're going to talk about joe namath because we have so many wonderful memories of him on our favorite shows i'm anthony stecker i'm jody schwartz and i'm keith loria before we get to broadway joe there is a classic tv news item to talk about i'm not sure i fully understand this but william shatner our beloved captain has signed some kind of promotion deal where for a company where he's doing ads where you can send your dna to the moon or to mars or something and it's it's someone like Shatner to do a sponsorship. You know he must really believe in this. But does anybody know anything more about this and have anything to say? Well, Shatner himself is going to be sending some of his DNA to space. This way on Jupiter, there's lots of Shatners running around. Because that's been a problem. Yeah, and I think he's like uh, touting it as this is your chance at immortality. So <laughs> I picture people at funerals going, well, this is sad, but at least mom's DNA is on the moon. <laughs> so that makes everything better. Jody, any thoughts on this? The thought is always he'll do anything. <laughs> whatever whatever, uh, whatever happens, he's he'll do it. What is he like, 92? 92. He'll do anything to stay famous. Yeah, <laughs> take a break. Can we say, I just have a quick story about that. So once I got to interview Shatner and I was emailing back and forth with his assistant and she sent me a letter which said I had to give like $50,000 to do something for this interview. And I was just like dumbstruck. I was like, what? what? You know, it's an interview for a magazine. And then she realized that she had sent it to the wrong person. It was for some other commercial that he was doing. So he gets paid a lot of money for whatever he does. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, he basically, he gets paid for being William Shatner. And that's that's been his job for exactly. a long time. And Who can forget the law office ad he does? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, <laughs> and we love it. We, we, we're glad he's the way he is. Oh, no the question. The world would be less fun if he wasn't. All right. Well, on to Joe Namath. We wanted to talk about him because I just don't think there's anything like this today where this athlete showed up on so many shows and always most of the time playing himself because I guess he didn't have that much range as an actor. But for people who don't know we'll try to make this as brief as possible he was just a he was a huge star he was a football player he was a different kind of athlete long hair did not hide the fact that he liked to go out and hit the nightclubs and you know was a ladies man and all that whereas previously generations were you, you know they kept that quiet he wore a mink he was coat. also the first one in football to do that he was the you know i'm saying the first football player to be openly carousing at night and that kind of stuff with women football was very straight laced up until that up until that moment keith did you i have to be honest uh, he was on so many tv shows i didn't realize he was a football player before this <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, and he represented, well, he a little more background. We don't want to get too deep into the weeds, but he was played for the Jets, which was part of the American Football League. That was the upstart league counter to the NFL, the NFL and the AFL merged that eventually led to what's now the Super Bowl and all of that. And he is worshipped in New York, especially by Jets fans, because he guaranteed the Super Bowl, won the game, waved that number one as he walked. And they were heavy underdogs, too. They, they yeah, were, they, yeah. The, the they Jets were, were prohibitive underdogs in that game. 
stadium. To the Colts, right? To, to, the, to the then Baltimore Colts, yes. Right, yeah. So, Keith. So, I know he went to the Rams for his final season or two. Do you think that was because he wanted to be in L.A., because he knew that this was the career he wanted to follow? He couldn't play in the cold anymore. He, uh, his was? knees, he, he needed to be in a team that played in the warmer weather. Okay, and one last quick thing about football and in New York. I think everyone now in New York loves him. Uh, Jody, you're our historian. What was it like then? Like, the Giants fans hate him back then. Now I think Giants fans and Jets fans love him. Everyone in New York loves yeah. him. Was there was considered- never a point when Giants fans hated him. The the other thing that needs to be kept in mind, who it wasn't, he's in the Hall of Fame because of what he did for the league. If you look at his, you know, his football numbers aren't spectacular. And outside of that of that Super Bowl win, it wasn't like the Jets were a powerhouse every year that he was there. So he wasn't the type of athlete who other who other teams hated because he wasn't the teams weren't that great while he was playing. The fact of the matter is, he made things interesting. He was you know he was charismatic. It was it was pretty hard to hate him. So, yeah. so he wasn't he wasn't hated by by I think any fan base probably made uh, I'm sure Colts fans had a thing because they they beat they beat the Colts in the Super Bowl but for for people of a certain generation particularly men he was like this godlike figure I bet my father was just so into him and I think like the next gen- maybe the old school generation of football fans had an issue with him but if you were in your 30s or younger you know in the in in the 70s there, there's no way you didn't love him yeah Keith I have to share with our listeners out there that Jody is wearing a Joe Namath jersey yes. today. So <laughs> sorry you're missing that. <laughs> it really, it really is sorry you're missing it. It actually looks really good on me. <laughs> All right, so that so he's he his his fame in football led to him working in television. Yeah, he did some commercials, very famous, the shaving one, right? Take it the all the pantyhose off. commercial. There's a commercial where he is we- he is literally lying on the floor wearing pantyhose, and he says, "If if this can make my legs look good, imagine what they can do for yours." <laughs> that's how I chose my brand. Yeah, yeah that's that. I'm actually wearing those pantyhose too. <laughs> And did he do that shaving commercial? Take it off, take it all off. Is that yes, or is that just a generic? Yeah, he did that. He also did the shampoo and the first one about I told two friends and they told two friends. Oh really? With Farrah. Yes. With Farrah Fawcett. I didn't realize that. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't know that. Him and Farrah Fawcett had similar hair, so it worked. Yes, they did. The feathered hair. It was you know. Was he a light beer for Miller guy? No, I don't think. Well, he probably did. Every every athlete at that time did a light beer commercial. So I'm. Yeah, I have to check. I'm sure there is one. I don't remember one of him in it. But if you were an athlete, then you did those. Yeah. Right, I'm the problem more. was that he he was still playing when a lot of those commercials were on. You couldn't be in it if he was you still playing. Do. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to stop this because we could do an hour <laughs> on those commercials. Yeah. So let's just stop. In fact, that should be our next one. <laughs> <laughs> right. But this led to him doing TV work. And I'm going to start with the Brady Bunch. Yes. I think this is probably the one we all remember. We probably each saw it a dozen times. <laughs> At least. Oh, I'd say more than a dozen <laughs> <laughs> What's everyone's uh, thoughts and memories of this episode, Keith? So, um, you know, for those who haven't seen it, first, go watch it. Yeah. But, you know, Joe Namath is coming to town. For those who haven't seen it, why are you listening to us? <laughs> yeah. So the Bradys live in California. Joe Namath is coming to town. And Bobby tells all his friends that he knows him, even though he doesn't really know him. So Cindy writes Joe Namath a letter saying that Bobby's really sick and dying to, to try to get Joe to come to their house, which, of course, he does. She and writes to com- pretending she's Bobby. Right. You know, and he comes and goes upstairs and Bobby's, you know, faking sick in bed doing a cut. 
<coughs> I'm so sick. And Joe, you know, signs an autograph and Bobby's like, can you say something like, to Bobby, my best friend who I wish all my friends could meet or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and of, and of course, you know, the Brady parents come home and they catch them in the lie and they apologize to Joe. Bobby confesses. He decided that they're going to punish Bobby, but then as they decide to punish him, Bobby comes down and he and him and Cindy, he and Cindy confess. Right. Actually. Yeah. So, but Joe was a nice guy. <laughs> Yeah, and then he plays foot. He plays a uh, catch. He with, plays foot uh, catch. Uh, two. I, no, yeah, go ahead, Jody. No, two funny things in that episode were that uh, one of the other plots is they're doing something with ENTs, and um, so they actually bring a stretcher into the house for a demonstration of that's it. Right, that's, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god, the, the stretchers are already. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Joe's, Joe's thinks the kid's dying right there. Yeah. You would and think the, Marsha would have been a little gun shy about being around the football, though. And the other thing is, Bobby has like a dream of his playing on the Jets with name and in the dream they are still playing in the Brady's backyard yes like yes, in full yes. in full Jets gear <laughs> yeah. on, and Joe was asking Bobby what the next play should be on that, <laughs> on that artificial turf on the, that uh, artificial Brady. turf one thing I noticed about it and something I'm learning watching some Brady Bunch episodes is that I'm, I'm starting to think Mike Brady is a horrible person because Bobby's caught in this lie and Mike says something like well you know that happens when you lie you can get caught. And I'm like, I'm not teaching your kid not to lie because you don't want to betray someone's trust, you know? So I'm I'm starting to think Mike Brady is just yeah. horrible. That's a horrible thing to say. I disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I talk bad against Mike Brady. Come on. <laughs> A lot, you know, a funny thing about the Brady Bunch is a lot of athletes were on, you, you know, on the bunch, on the Brady Bunch. Joe Namath was one of many, but, but yeah, it was uh, kind of funny. Well, Drysdale. Drysdale, Wes Parker, Deacon Jones. Drysdale dated uh, Greg's teacher, right? No, I think Wes Parker was married to the teacher he had a crush on. Oh, okay. That's Drysdale right. was the one who taught Greg not to get too cocky when he was uh, pitching well. Ah, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Well, then, then, <laughs> then Greg got shelled in his next game. Can, can I say that nobody listening to our podcast is going to know who Wes Parker is besides us. I'm surprised Anthony knows who he is. <laughs> I actually don't. He oh. played for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he himself had a pretty successful acting career. Yes. All right. Well, then uh, the next ones I want to talk about are his Joe did two episodes of The Love Boat. Both of them are great. And he didn't play himself in either one. Right? He did not play himself, but he kind of played. He either played himself or he played a ladies man. Yes. So and he yes. definitely played a lady ladies. Man this one. Lady. <laughs> I like to have a drink with a lady. <laughs> <laughs> and the first I think it's the first episode he they know he's never he hadn't been on the show already I don't think but everybody knew who he was he was Rod. a regular a visitor a regular traveler on the cruise ship and he went to meet the ladies the ladies and Doc meanwhile is meeting up with a woman who's going to be on the cruise who he knows played by Misty Rowe Doc Beats girl have a romantic evening with Mr. with Misty Rowe but he can't because Misty Rowe's sister or cousin played by Victor sister yes yeah, sister. sister is distraught because her boyfriend uh, her fiance broke up with her so Doc and Gopher come up with this scheme where they're convincing Joe Namath's character that Vicky Lawrence is this crazy wild woman and he's got to you know be with her his so, name was Ted 
No, Rod. Oh, Rod. Ted was the other episode. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Rod. I have to say that. Let's not get Joe Namath's roles confused, <laughs> Jody. All right. I have to say that the Joe Namath, Vicki Lawrence love story is a pairing I didn't think I needed to see, but once you see it, you can't take your eyes off it. Kismet. Yeah. By the way, could they find two actresses who didn't look more alike than Vicki Lawrence and Misty Rowe <laughs> to be sisters? <laughs> And do they end up, you know, I just watched the episode and I forget already. Do they end up together? Do they, they do not. That's the oh, thing. They they, they, they do not end up together. Vicky Lawrence at the end of the episode thinks he just needs therapy and gives him the card of her therapist and says he'll, he's right. going to help you a lot. Right. Because <laughs> they were yeah. hoping he'd come back probably. Kind of a recurring character. Yeah. And then at the uh, end of the episode, Doc and Gopher are called into Human Resources. (laughs) (laughs) And Human Resources goes, oh, you two again? (laughs) That didn't really happen, did it? No, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. If that ship had a Human Resources department, they all would have been fired like two episodes in. So wait a minute, guys. You tricked a guy into thinking one of our other passengers was some sort of sex maniac? You exploited the fact that this woman was distraught over her boyfriend. As Mike Brady would say, well, sometimes you get caught when you lie. (laughs) If you don't like your personality, change it. And just quick, one one of the things I love about The Love Boat are the guest stars. The other guest stars on that episode included Janet Du Bois. Am I saying that right? Yes. Janet Du Bois. The great Cleavon Little. Phil Harris, who sings Bare Necessities, right? Bare Necessities. He also voiced Little John and uh, O'Malley in the Aristocats. Yeah. The legendary Brett Summers. Of course. And I already, well, I already mentioned Misty, Misty Rowe. So what a... What a cast. Yeah. Right. Brett Summers second- is on a few of them. Yeah. What was like his I, second appearance? His second appearance. <laughs> I have to. Jo- I just again, I just watched it. Uh, I, I got to jog my memory. Jody, you can probably do this better than me. Well, his second appearance, he com- he's um he comes on board. His name. That's the one where his name is Ted. And he comes on board with a, with a friend of his from college who is Fred Willard. Yeah. And they're best friends from college. And they are the last two of their friends group to not yet be married. They made a bet friends from college that the last one they put money aside and it come and they invested the money so now it's up to $50,000 and the last one to be single to be a bachelor uh, which is what they called it in those days the last one to be a bachelor would would get the $50,000 and so Joe Namath is going to trick Fred Willard into getting married and he brings on that's an old girlfriend of his characters on the ship and he's convinced her to seduce Fred Willard and to convince her convince him to marry her and then he would give her some of the money and then they get they can get divorced six months later okay they, he, and these he, are best friends mind you he is doing this to his best friend from college <laughs> get married and after that i don't care what you do get divorced whatever whatever happens after that so he spends the cruise trying to get fred willard together with with this oh by the way the actress is the woman who played the the mom on little house on the prairie oh karen Grissel. Um, karen gristle something i think yeah yeah so she's the she's the mom from little house and he's trying to get and it's hard to recognize her without the kerchief on her head by the way that that's that always threw me but so he's trying to get them together but she actually still loves joe name and she wants to get back with get back together with him but she's been promised ten thousand dollars if she could marry fred willard yeah i'll, I'll get involved in a sham marriage and, uh, <laughs> you know but and so, then wackiness ensues something weird about that episode to me is fred willard's like his character's not normal his character's quirky but fred willard's just kind of normal and plain like he doesn't have that fred willard personality 
personality in that role. Yes. Very bland. Yeah, yeah he's playing it very straight laced. Yeah, very weird to watch Fred yeah. Willard. In fact, there were times where I'm like, is that Fred? I'm like, is that Fred Willard? Because <laughs> it was just so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So another one I wanted to talk about uh, that I watched. Did anybody watch the ALF episode? I did. I've seen it. I didn't watch it recently. <laughs> so, I don't know. Keith, you want to take the ball on this one? <laughs> sure. Again, it's another dream. Football this metaphor. A, there you go. This is a dream. It's a dream episode. Alf has a dream. And then Willie has a dream. And Willie's dream is that he gets to meet Joe Namath. And uh, he, he tells him it's a dream. And then Joe says, don't worry. I'm going to be appearing in Howard Cosell's Nightmare later on, <laughs> which is a great line. <laughs> And once again, he signs an autograph, just like he did on the Brady Bunch. That seems to be a running thing with him. He always signs an autograph to show how big a personality he is. Yeah, it's- and they um, they really did the checklist on this one. There's the Howard Cosell joke. There's a knee joke. There's a ladies' man joke. I think in the show, Willie's wife dated Joe Namath, and that, that kind of set it up. But yeah, they did, they did all of that. Let's run through some quick things, because we definitely need to talk about the show that Joe starred in. But he was also in Fantasy Island. He was yeah. on a Kate and Alley. He was on an A team. He, he didn't. On- he didn't play himself on Fantasy Island either. Yeah. So, yeah. so Aaron Spelling was just like, "You're not playing yourself ever." <laughs> what <laughs> fantasy did Joe Namath need to pay for? <laughs> Let me say uh, my, my favorite thing. These that don't hurt. <laughs> on the Goldbergs, they had an episode where Murray, the, the dad, is watching TV and watching Fantasy Island, and he was a big Jet fan. And Joe Namath comes on, and he starts calling everybody he knows. He's like, "Oh my God, Joe Namath is on Fantasy Island," and he, and he can't find anybody to answer the phone no one's in the house and it's just a very funny scene with murray because he was so excited that joe was on fantasy Island. probably like we were yeah <laughs> he was also on a ton of variety shows i actually yeah. watched him on flip wilson it's on youtube it's actually pretty funny he was on a sunny and share he was on that howard cosell saturday night live thing and he was also on the bay city rollers meet the saturday superstars wow. which <laughs> was a primetime special that previewed nbc's saturday morning cartoon and he was promoting that, yeah. the what, what's it called? Waverly Wonders. Waver, the uh, the Waverly Wonders. The Waverly Wonders, which is yes. a show that I think they filmed nine episodes and aired only three. Right. Of yes. course, let's have Joe Namath play a retired basketball player for some reason, and he's a coach in a high school. It looks like they promoted the heck out of this show. I think 1978. Am I right? He, about yeah, that? it was. It, it premiered yes. in 70. Yeah, 78. September. 78. And I saw a promo. I'll, I'll toss it off to you guys soon, but I saw a promo with Dean Martin where Dean Martin comes on <laughs> and banters with Joe Namath about the Waverly Wonders. And my thought was Dean Martin must have hated Jerry Lewis because he could have made a fortune working with Jerry Lewis. He wouldn't do it, but he promotes the Waverly Wonders with Joe Namath. It was just a very strange, <laughs> strange thing. And the only joke I saw was Joe Namath is teaching teaching and he goes okay he's uh, teaching history yeah and he goes okay class we're done and a kid goes we've got 40 minutes left and joe namath goes you're kidding and that's the big laugh (laughs) but you guys watched an episode is that right i streamed it quickly just to see some of the jokes it it was a very run-of-the-mill sitcom (laughs) you know joe's not bad in it but the kids are a little bland they're no head of the class kids or cotter kids (laughs) he's no howard hessman i I think it with all of his acting things he's not he doesn't stand out as being bad he he wasn't he was not actually not not horrible in anything. He he fit right into the love boat uh, episodes. Very yeah, personable. He, yeah, you know. I mean, I, I you know he was not a bad actor. He was. I mean, he couldn't. You know, he wasn't going to do Shakespeare, but I mean, he couldn't just playing various versions of himself. He was was fine. It didn't stand out as being anything horrible. Yeah, I mean, he was okay. But again, I think like it was always like the same set of jokes. 
Yes. About him being a football player, yeah. him being a ladies man. Right. You know, on that Bay City Rollers thing, Billy Barty comes out and says he's Joe Namath. So there's a great joke for you. Yes. Let's get a little let's put a little person in a football uniform and he'll say he's Joe Namath. You know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean he he probably could have done more. You know, he had charisma and stuff. Yeah. Something about the Waverly Wonders, though. Bill Persky directed an episode. He was like the director of the Dick Van Dyke show. Yes. And Dick Martin of Laughing directed the other episodes of that show. So they had a pretty good, they had some impressive people on Waverly Wonders. I also saw a clip where Joe's promoting it and he's walking through NBC and he goes by paintings of Bob Hope and Johnny Carson and then they <laughs> see them painting him. That, that's the tradition. Bob Hope, Johnny Carson, Johnny Joe Namath. Joe Namath. Yeah. But we love the guy. Anything else? Did anybody watch his Fantasy Island or his Kate and Alley or anything like that? I, I've seen the Kate and Alley one recently. And in that one, he's playing himself. And okay. basically, uh, Kate and Alley, they run this business now where they, they help people when they're on, when they're traveling to like, they, they arrange their hotels, they arrange their days, they, they kind of help, you know, when people traveling on business, they're like, they're almost like, almost like private secretaries. They have this business where they can say, okay, we'll book your hotel. You have this meeting at this time. You're doing this at this time and kate uh susan st james is the one is, is kate right so she no uh she's a big football fan in the show and so she's kind of taking lead on on everything and ali's feeling left out and that that causes a conflict yeah, yeah. and at the time is when joe was married so he was actually p- p- playing himself as a more stable family man in fact part of it was he had to go and buy a present for his daughter and, and they're like oh we would have done that and he goes nah, i like to do that <laughs> <laughs> was that joe is he here <laughs> <laughs> is there anything is there there's nothing like this now right i mean i don't really watch current tv a lot like yeah. tom brady's not showing no no there's not an athlete the like big bang this. theory yeah. or yeah. no you know occasionally you'll see a famous athlete pop up somewhere but it's not like this you know i remember uh ken griffey jr was on the fresh prince for for an episode but but it's you know you don't you don't see it like it is now you, you i can't think of one athlete over the last 15 to 20 years where i would where they would take a shot at a, at a sitcom Rick you, you Fox know. was on Big Bang. He played. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Did he play? Yeah, Bernadette's yeah. He play himself, ex-boyfriend. Though. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think other athletes were on shows back when Deacon Jones was on The Odd Couple. Oh, yeah. 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 But I don't know that anybody was on as many as Joe Namath. Right. It wasn't stuff. like this. Joe, and almost always they played themselves when they were, you know, athletes, when they were, you know, Joe actually played other parts, you know, various versions of himself, but still other parts. But every other, every other um, athlete that appeared in a sitcom played just himself all right anything else keith we're wrapping it up right all right that's it we think we've talked well we could have gone on a lot more (laughs) about joe namath but we're out of time and we want to thank everyone for listening and enjoy your tv and enjoy the football season goodbye thanks for listening to don't touch that dial a classic tv podcast if you like what you heard be sure to subscribe please leave a review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen we'll be back soon with another journey back in time to the days of static laugh tracks and seven channels